The Italian Wine Podcast is introducing a new donation drive this month. It's called Why Am I a Fan? We are encouraging anyone who tunes in on a regular basis to send us your 10-second video on why you are a fan of our podcast network or a specific show. We will then share your thoughts with the world with the goal of garnering support for our donation drive. Italian Wine Podcast is a publicly funded, sponsor-driven enterprise that needs you in order to continue to receive awesome free wine edutainment seven days a week. We are asking our listeners to donate to the Italian Wine Podcast by clicking either the GoFundMe link or the Patreon link found on italianwinepodcast.com. Remember, if you sign up as a monthly donor on our Patreon, we will send you a free IWP t-shirt and a copy of the Wine Democracy book, the newest Mama Jumbo Shrimp publication. Welcome to this special Vinitali International Academy 2022 Taormina Gourmet and Mount Etna Gita Scolastica series. The last week of October took a team of our staff and 15 Vinitali International Academy ambassadors to the annual Taormina Gourmet event hosted by Cronaca di Gusto, and then on to explore several vineyards and wines on Mount Etna. Of course, we documented the whole experience. Listen in as Cynthia Chaplin narrates her travel adventures. And remember, if you prefer written content, just go to our blog on italianwinepodcast.com. Now, on to the show. First day up on Mangiabello, or Mount Etna to those of us unfamiliar with Sicilian dialect, the highest and most active volcano in Europe was the backdrop for a magical day, starting with a visit to Ivigneri de Salvo Falti at Milo. Early in the 21st century, this inspirational man became one of the backbones for all the winemaking on Etna, and today we were greeted by his son Simone, clearly having inherited an intense passion from his father. Simone took us through the vineyards, pointed out that no lava flow ever reached this position, where they have dense plantings in the Albarello style with vines staked to chestnut staves. We saw the staves themselves for future plantings, aging in an open-air shed, reached by a path covered in the bristly, furry chestnut shell husks. Volcanic ash and sand in the soil provide natural fertilizer, along with magnesium and potassium for the Grenache and Narella Mascalese vines, growing it up to 1,000 meters above the sea, 8 kilometers from the sea, 10 kilometers from the volcano. Fonti is working with ungrafted vines, which adapt better to the constantly changing soils, with microvinification of each set of vines showing different pH and acidity levels. The winemaking includes amphora, acacia, French oak, and chestnut wood barrels to age the reds, and Fonti is still using their beautifully restored palmento in the traditional way, including foot treading, for the Invigneri Rosso, a quote-unquote illegal wine because the DOC does not allow palmento use. We were lucky enough to walk in the palmento to see where the foot treading takes place, and to have Salvo himself explain to us exactly how the functioning stone and the long wooden handle work to press the skins. Fati's belief in preserving some of this old tradition is a crucial piece of the Etna puzzle. We tasted the 2021 Caracante and Minella blend, called Aurora, the 2019 Vigna Milo, which is 100% Caracante, aged in big neutral balte, the Palmento Caselle 2019, the first ever vintage of this red wine, made using whole bunches and some acacia aging. All of the wines, both white and red, had a common acidity running through them, as well as fascinating textures, a flinty minerality, good notes of fruit and sage. It was an enormous privilege for our ambassadors to taste these wines with Salvo and his two sons, 
on their beautiful terrace overlooking the sea, on the doorstep of the timeless palmento that spawned the regeneration of winemaking on Etna. Our next stop was at Tornatore, where Angelo, the enologist, and Federica, our delightfully passionate hostess, toured us through the vineyards nearest to the family home and treated us to a gorgeous lunch and wine tasting at a fantastically long table in the garden. We looked out over the pillow lava hills and old extinct craters, as well as the ever-present Mongebello in the distance. The Tornatore family has owned vineyards here since the 1800s, but they are only growing native varietals now in their vineyard plots across eight contradas. The primary winemaking cellar is here in Valdemone, and we were able to clamber up onto the catwalks above the steel fermentation tanks to see the mechanized punch-down of the caps taking place only days after their recent harvest. Are you enjoying this podcast? There is so much more high-quality wine content available from Mama Jumbo Shrimp. Check out our new wine study maps, our books on Italian wine, including Italian Wine Unplugged, The Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine, Sangiovese Lambrusco and Other Stories, and much, much more on our website, mamajumboshrimp.com. Now back to the show. We were treated to Etna Bianco 2021 and 2017 to see how well Caracante ages and how the pale lemon high acid of the young wines evolves into a deep lemon, rounded, fruitier, more balanced wine with petrol and smoke notes. For reds, we tasted Etna Rosso 2018 and 2014, seeing more evolution from the rosy, ripe, crunchy cherry 2018 to the tar and rose, balsamic herb, nutmeg, and plum deliciousness of the 2014, a vintage that Angela described as the perfect harvest. Another special treat for Via Ambassadors was Tornatore's new wine called Caldera 2019, made from vines grown at 650 meters above sea level and made using 30% whole bunches from pre-phylloxera vines 120 years old. The wine spent three months in closed cement tanks, then pressed and aged in big old oak barrels for 18 months. The final wine was precise and elegant with notes of tart sour cherry, blood orange rind, with soft polished tannins and wonderful acidity, something we were all beginning to expect from Etna wines. As Angelo said, it's easy to make wines from Etna, but difficult to make wines of Etna. Tornatore is clearly succeeding in this goal. Dinner was at the impressive modern winery I Custodi, pride and joy of owner Marco Paoluzzi, a former engineer whose skill is demonstrated by the ingeniously designed winery, mostly underground, where it is kept cool by the use of a water system from a natural well located at the bottom of a curving ramp that feels almost like a DNA double helix as you descend. The winemaker here is Salvo Falti himself, bringing our day to a full circle. We were able to taste several wines in succession, beginning with Ante, 2019, from old Caracante vines growing at 750 meters above sea level. Savory and salty with high acidity and notes of white peach, lemon oil, and fennel, this wine had a flinty mineral character we all enjoyed. The 2017 vintage from a warm, dry growing season gave us notes of hazelnut, intense concentrated acacia with a hint of mushroom, tart lemon, and anise seed. Altogether, a rounder, fleshier wine with a good balance of acidity and sapidity. The mild, wet, and cool vintage in 2013 produced an elegant, supple, textural wine with lemon cream, saline, and slivered almond notes, as well as a fresher feel than the 2016. Federico Latiri from Cronache di Gusto was so generous with his time, explaining how the cloudy, cool, rainy weather on the eastern side of Etna 
was creating the best expressions of Caracante, helped by deep terraces that drain quickly. Finally, we tasted the 2010, Marco's second vintage, which had developed a beeswax, gardenia, lanolin textural quality while maintaining a bright acidity with notes of white miso and sage butter. Reds of the tasting included Narello Capucho from 2020, described by Marco as cheerful and friendly, served to us in gorgeous magnums, filling the glass with floral notes and hints of pepper, black cherry, unripe plums, crunchy red berries, a light-bodied wine that could be served chilled. The Rosato Alnus 2021 was a blend of 33% Narello Mascalese and 66% Capucho, with a bright pink color and notes of pink grapefruit, pink roses, tangerine, and strawberry. Marco remarked that Narello Capucho is hard to grow, like planting troubles, he said, and they only produce 3,000 bottles of this rosé per year. Etnat 2009 rounded out our night, made with grapes grown on vines right in front of the cantina, matured in a combination of barrique and tonneau, giving the wine an oaky, smoky, toasty, meaty, caramelized blood orange and sweet tropea onion complexity. I can't leave East Custody without mentioning the fabulous chef Marco Canizzaro from Ristorante Kilometer Zero in Catania, who gave us an amazing dinner, and wonderful Maurizio, the court jester head of hospitality at Ecostodi, whose smiles and jokes had us laughing all night, right till the moment of the last group photo where he joined us shouting, I love everybody here tonight. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.